Hello, and welcome to Midnight Fun. I'm Liv, and I'm here because I love zombies. I love them so much, and I'm very excited to talk about them this week. <laughs> I'm Katie, and I'm here because I love fun. Like, it's just, we're doing yes. Warm Bodies this week, if you can't tell from the title, and it's just the most fun. Like, it's just very silly, very fun, very, like, back to our roots, which is, like, a teen, like, rom-com, and it's kind of like a satire, and it kind of is kind of sincere. It's fun. I love it. It is. We love this. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about Warm Bodies, um, mm-hmm. which is um, a very fun interpretation of Romeo and Juliet. Yes. But it's, the first time I watched it, I did not clock that somehow. And then I watched it this time and was like, hmm, hmm, R and J. Ah, yeah. ah, there's a balcony scene. Okay, R&J. I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's very fun. It's very it's very silly. So basically, we'll give you a quick summary of Warm Bodies. It opens with our hero, R, um, walking around an abandoned airport. He is zombie. Uh, he's kind of just like, well, I don't really know what's going on in my life. I'm a zombie. I'm sure I was a person once, but like, <laughs> now I'm not. And he just kind of describes his life. He has a best friend who I cannot remember the name of, but I swear his I'm name is Bob sure or his Steve. Name's just, I think his name is just M. I think he just has a name M. Just M. Mm, yeah. That makes that makes sense. That, mm. Anyway, he looks like a Bob or a Steve. You know he does. He looks like about. a generic man. Yeah, he is a generic man. Um, So he's, you know, wandering around this abandoned airport suddenly a scout team from uh, the group of humans that are still surviving comes in in them you have perry who is julie's boyfriend i am saying all the names like mm-hmm. that because i'm hoping you guys are making the uh connections to the thing what is her best friend called yeah. it's oh, like it the, begins with an n the girl oh, begins with an n because she's supposed to be, the nurse. to be the nurse yeah um, yeah nora something to be the nurse it's her best friend nora, nora. yeah yeah. So, yeah nora nora's her best friend so they're in looking for medicine um perry busts in he's they're all like nervous because a lot of zombies all the zombies have appeared because they're hungry and they're gonna eat some people and um so in the midst of the attacks happening um R eats Perry's brain and then he sees Julie and she's like shooting a gun but it's in slow motion there's a love song playing and he's like damn I am in love and he then rescues her from this group of zombies and takes her away to a plane and is like stay here safe and she's understandably and they just not okay hang out this. on this plane like they, they gradually get to know each other and they just like listen it's to cute. records and play games yeah. and hang out in this airport he, full of zombies yeah and he gives her beer it's quite cute she's an adult they're both adults in this i need mm-hmm. to make that clear they're not like kids they're both adults and um he gives her like beer he like he like feeds her and stuff he gives her a little blanket and she kind of realizes that zombies aren't like solely like eating machines that like R has a personality and like mm-hmm. R can think things and R enjoys music and collecting things because this this airplane is like where he lives and it's like full of his stuff. Yeah. Um, it's very nice. Which I think is very fun. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice it's a nice airplane and you know, he doesn't eat her. He meanwhile he is um, eating bits of her boyfriend's brain to learn more about her. Um, which yeah, is that's how great. the the I brains work. Like, no, the brains yeah, you work get their in memories this by and stuff. 
Yeah, so if you... The premise for the zombies, we'll get more into it in Law Layout, but basically yeah. you can kill a person and eat some of them and then they'll become mm-hmm. a zombie. But if you kill a person and eat their brains, you get all of their like memories and they describe it as mm-hmm. like fireworks. It's like the only thing the zombies really feel like properly. Yeah. And they get all these flashes of memories. So they're like, yeah, like morally it'd be better to not eat their brains, but like I want to, so I'm going to, which yeah. fair enough. <laughs> I think it's interesting, you know, there's only, like, the. it's an interesting way of doing zombies. This is why I like zombie media, because ever, I like it when zombies mm-hmm. have a fun little thing, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I don't condone zombies, but if you're going to be a zombie, exactly. you may, you as, may well as well have go a fun for little it. thing. Yeah. So there's, exactly. the, there's um, the normal zombies, and then there's the other mm-hmm. zombies, which are more villainized, which they call the bonies. And they have, they've ripped all their their rotten flesh off and their little scary skeletons that run around. Yeah. Hate them. It's basically implied that like when a zombie like gives up up on ever being a human, they turn into like a proper undead creature, which again, I think is a really interesting concept Mm -hmm. because it, in that way, I think like it kind of becomes more of like a metaphor for like mental health or whatever. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're all sad. They're all sad that they're zombies, but it's only when you actually, like, start giving up. Because I think he describes it as, like, something else dying inside you. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. really sad. Yeah. Like, that's two layers of undead. No one mm. wants that. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Anyway. So they flee from the bonies. Um, they do. And bring Julie home. Um, and while mm-hmm. she's at home, R like sneaks inside the wall by pretending to it's be a so people. Cute. <laughs> it's very he does funny. Pretend to be a people, and he's bad at it. But then he he gets outside her house, and because Julie's dad is like in charge of the military, um, she has a really fancy house with a balcony. Yes, and it's and so they, cute. They Meanwhile, do the balcony like scene, Nora's been teasing her. They do the balcony scene, it's great. Except for he's a zombie, so he just goes, Ugh, at her a lot. Yeah. It's, he can kind of speak. He speaks mm. more as the movie progresses and as he becomes more human. Yeah. Um, it's like Tarzan friend Nora, vibes. Yeah. yeah, it's Tarzan vibes. Um, and, like, you know, they get a hit, they get him in, they give him a shower, they put makeup on him. It's very cute. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, and, like, Nora's basically on board. She's like, he seems nice. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't seem like a zombie. And I think, like, they don't touch on it as much. So, Warm Bodies was originally a book, and I've not read the book of Warm Bodies, but I would love to see if it goes into the morality aspect of, um, mm. you know, all the zombie killing that they do, because, like, mm. basically, as we'll find out at the end, is that zombieism is reversible. So that means that, like, and to be fair, Julie has said the whole time that she doesn't agree with her dad just putting a wall up and making everyone live, like, in fear, basically, for the rest of their yeah. lives. She wants to, like, find a cure kind of thing. But he's like, no, mm-hmm. we're not finding a cure. Um, But anyway, I just think it's really interesting because, like, most of the people that meet are then like, oh, he has a personality. He's nice. Mm. Oh, no. Like, you'd think that more than one of them would have, like, an existential crisis, right? Yeah. Julie doesn't. No. But I feel like she should anyway. Maybe a little bit, yeah. So, so he's in the camp. Yeah, he threatens. Julie's dad yeah. Julie finds yeah. them. And he basically is like, like, we're going to kill him. So they run away and they run to like a little like lockdown area where people have been evacuated. They have a little time and they like take little photos of each other. It's very cute and romantic. Um, He's a zombie. It's really sweet. 
Um, yeah. You, you see hot. him, um, they like sleep in the same room together. He sleeps on the floor, yeah. obviously. And she gets yeah. dressed and he's like, oh, oh, <laughs> which is very fun. He like looks away. It's very cute. She's like there taking a shot off and he's like, oh, so flustered. Yes. Like, but he's a zombie, so he moves really slowly. So he's like trying to turn around like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> it's very cute. I think that I really liked, which happens kind of in these scenes as well, is um, when something particularly romantic happens, there's like a full zoom into Oz's yeah. chest oh, it's and you so see his cute. heart beat a bit faster and it's about him becoming more human because he's being treated with dignity and respect mm. and the other <laughs> the other zombies especially M which is Oz's friend from mm. the airport oh he's so cute yeah they see that they're in love and they're like oh and like so they kind of start becoming more peoply and help them out which mm-hmm. is nice I do have thoughts on that but we'll get into it um yeah so they do that and then they go on the run from the bonies and like the people mm-hmm. and then uh our sacrifices his life for julie by they have to jump out of a window he so does. he cushions her full with his body um and yeah they, they do jump into, into the water though pool. so i'm not gonna lie yeah. they would have been probably fine but it's, but it's just very a romantic fountain, so it's not it's not like deep water. oh true so it's he doesn't particularly have deep. the best time yeah um yeah and then they kiss in the pool and basically in the because pool he's he looks a human. like the people um, and then they're like yay and then her dad comes and shoots him and he <laughs> bleeds and they're like oh he's a people oh, a natural people God. now because he's bleeding it's it's so much because like the because obviously like blood spreads really fast in water if you've ever seen a kid get a nosebleed in a swimming pool basically the same situ so there's blood like everywhere then he gets out and they're just like driving he's like welcome to the family son and i'm like no sir you do not get to do this back off um because they're like just holding us because he doesn't get shot fatally basically Mm -hmm. because they're like holding us out and like literally all i can think of is like he has been an undead body in those clothes for months they jumped into stagnant water there is no Mm. freaking way that he's not getting an infection from this like hate that anyway and then Gross. all the other zombies um, um turn human as well there's like this ripple effect yeah. and then there's like a really lovely bit at the end where there's just a voiceover from R and he's describing about like how he and Julie are happy again and how the other zombies are learning how to live and there's this really beautiful moment where there's this um zombie guy and he's just standing in the sunlight with his arms outstretched mm. and it's just like I love it. That's nice. really nice, actually. The Bowenies notably cannot Huge be fan. saved. They just get murdered. They just die. Which is very funny. They They're like, ah, oh, we be united fair. and we killed off the Bowenies. <laughs> Too far gone. They died because um, no one fed them. But to be fair, though, I feel like it would be worse if the people that had peeled all their skin off suddenly became human again. Uh, True. If you're just conscious gross. of that, don't love it. Yeah, don't do not do that. Because you would just die anyway. Like, you know, your skin's there for right. a reason. Fun fact. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. so <laughs> Oh, that, no. Hate what... that. Hate that image. Sorry, Katie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's One Bodies. Notably a happier ending than the original Romeo and Juliet, which I prefer. Yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm sure that someone one day has done a Romeo and Juliet. So either someone someday or someone already has done a Romeo and Juliet style movie where romeo eats juliet in the end or some mm. something like that you know mm. like I, I i don't doubt that someone's made it like super tragic but i think i think and i will i will be talking about this a little bit later on in my little layout but i think one of the most fun things about uh, all these adaptations of romeo and juliet is that basically 
everyone looks at the most beautiful love uh, what's you know it gets called the most beautiful love story in the world i have issues with people calling it that but mm. like you know it is one of the most famous love stories of all time and every single person that does an adaptation of roman Juliet, okay fine not everyone i'm there are some sad adaptations but mm. so many of the modern adaptations are like but what if they didn't die <laughs> what if they didn't <laughs> what if uh what if what if they didn't die <laughs> which actually is notably literally the plot of and juliet which is a jukebox romeo and juliet musical <gasps> yes! out on the west end at the moment i believe yeah uh, it's jukebox exactly. musical basically it's about it's half will shakespeare and his wife anne hathaway having a convo where she's like why did you make her die when why couldn't she just survive here's how it could have mm-hmm. been so much better kind of thing i mean i also have some issues with Anne juliet as a musical but mm-hmm. like i've not seen it yet so i you know i should probably yeah, see it i only know it in premise. Judgment. anyway so actually you know what i've I've started so i'll finish um right let's do some law layout <gasps> yes. first off let's talk zombies I okay love so zombies right so this is the exact way that they are described on wikipedia yeah a mythological undead corporeal revenant created through the reanimation of a corpse which basically means they are corpses that kind of walk around and stuff um so it comes from haitian folklore uh in which Mm -hmm. like a zombie is a dead body that's um reanimated through like well it says various messages but like the most common is voodoo yeah um which is exciting but most uh modern media they don't involve like of zombies it doesn't involve magic it usually involves like science fiction stuff so like a zombie virus yeah. or like well actually it's mostly it's mostly a zombie virus um mm. but yeah whereas like back in the day zombies were you know because of like magic which i think is interesting mm. they've been around for ages like the first first like english use of zombie was in the 1819 um mm. 1819 and it was in the oxford english dictionary um so working on from this the first time that zombies were seen in movies mm. was in the night of the living dead yeah. in 1968 yeah uh, which is by george romero it is a classic zombie movie absolutely um and it's basically about seven people that are trapped in a farmhouse and um a load of zombies come and try and eat them all and it's you know it's one of the classic zombie zombie films um that everyone talks about and then you know modern zombie films i will say i think I think there is like a really cool trend of zombies going from pure horror, like from Night of the Living Dead and, you know, um, like the Resident Evil games and things like that. And then nowadays, zombies are mostly used in comedy horror, which is one of my favourite genres. So you've got the Zombieland, mm. you've got Shaun of the Dead, you know, you've got all that good yeah. stuff. Um, which I think is really fun. And I think also that one of the reasons why zombies are used in comedy horror so much is that there is a lot of hor- like a lot of comedy that you can do with zombies because... Like I said before, most people have their zombies do like fun little things. So like you can mm. decide whether or not they are solely brain eating. You can decide how fast they can go, um, which usually they are very slow pace and with the grunting and the groaning and mm. you know everything like that. I love it. I love a good classic zombie, but you know you get other things like Zombieland Two included yeah. um, three new types of zombies. They had like super fast, super hard to kill zombies. They had like yeah. sneaky zombies that were clever and things like that. Whereas like the original first Zombieland movie was just your classic zombie. Um, yeah. So yeah, zombies get used 
in so much stuff. Um, I think like going off that, it's so like interesting that zombies have always like, well, not always, but like for a while they've been the very like their whole archetype is like we are like mindless and they're just like things to shoot. Like there's loads of like shooting zombie games yeah. and like that's kind of the premise of The Walking Dead. Yeah. If I'm, like, I don't know, I'm not up to date on The Walking Dead, but that seems like the vibe. And then there's like this offshoot <laughs> no, of like positive, like media about zombies that's like, this doesn't come up very often, but like in the last like mm. probably 10, 20 years, like the humanization of the zombies, which is really interesting. Like, yeah. I know Liv is rewatching iZombie at the moment, and that's definitely I, um, a big like humanization of zombies. Big humanization. Then, yeah. Same with like even, pushing daisies and stuff like that, or like Corpse Bride, <laughs> anything like that. It's like, oh, yeah. they're Some people. Like that, <laughs> Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're people. Or, like, um, Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. Love that series. Yeah. It's, like, the past few years, there's been definitely more, like, less, like, mindless zombies. More, like, oops, we have to eat brains. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's definitely because, like, I think the reason why a lot of people have done that and, like, you know, this is just my personal thoughts on the matter, but I think it partially is just because everyone's, like, ooh, zombieism is, like, a disease, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, I think people have basically been, like, okay, well, if like if someone you knew had like a disease that changed their whole life like yeah how would you feel about that and the reason like i zombie looks at that really well so this is mm-hmm. this will include brief spoilers for i zombie season four five and six yeah if you've not watched um so this is very mild spoilers um actually no i'd, I'd say mild spoilers so um if you've you've not listened skip skip ahead a bit and you know yeah, skip like one minute ahead You've got to fit it in a minute, Liv. Go, go, go. <laughs> I will. Okay. So in iZombie, it comes out that people are zombies and zombies like go public and mm-hmm. everyone is split into these are my friends and families versus these are horrible, dangerous creatures and we need to eliminate all of them. And it mm-hmm. does actually play on that dynamic really, really well. Yeah. Um. Like, I mean, there's also a bit where like pe- people who choose to have relationships with zombies are referred to as necrophiliacs and mm. things like that. And it's like, it's like, it's really interesting looking at the actual political divide that would be. Yeah. zombies were real and i like that and i think it's interesting and i think it's fun to have those conversations yeah definitely. based on a fun actual hypothetical and yeah. not doing it i've with not like, i've not seen um in the flesh the bbc series but i'm pretty sure that's oh, the premise yeah. i think it's like zombies as like a discriminated group and stuff i know we've got some friends yeah. who really liked it i never got around to watching it but maybe we will for the podcast and, yeah, if you like in the it. flesh let us know if it's worth a watch i hear it's really good yeah let us know Okay, so zombies, mm-hmm. they get used in everything, including more than one Romeo and Juliet adaptation. Oh? There is Romeo and Juliet and Zombies, which is a <gasps> 2005 movie where a girl falls in love with a zombie. What? Yeah. Is I it know. like Pride and um, Prejudice and Zombies? What's the vibe? <laughs> I don't know. I just saw it in this. So I um, basically, I looked up how many other... <laughs> Romeo and Juliet adaptations. There are movie adaptations of Romeo and Juliet. Would mm-hmm. you like to know how many there are? I would. A hundred and seven. What? A hundred and seven adaptations. Insane. And I'm not talking about adaptations where it's just. So these are adaptations where it's like taken Romeo and Juliet and changed it. Yeah. These are not straight adaptations of the thing because otherwise I think it's more like 175. Yeah. And that's not including stage plays. That is just mm-hmm. including movies. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'll 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 find the listing for Romeo and Juliet and Zombies. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Um, so I did write down some of my my favorite ones, and there were 
many so one of my mm-hmm. fa- one, so i'll just list a few of my faves um runaway robots exclamation mark romeo zero and julie eight. Oh hell yeah so yeah it's about it's from 1979 that's an animated short telling the story of two robots from rival robot manufacturing companies that fall in love oh um, hell yeah <laughs> Uh, you have um, Romeo and Julio, which mm. is a 1915 animated feature about two stray cats that fall in love. Mm. Sounds gendery. <laughs> I love have, it. We have Lion King Two: Simba's Pride. Yep, it's based on Romeo. A and great Julia. film. Yep, a great film. <laughs> Kobe writes. Um, um, Romeo and Juliet: A Monkey's Tale, which is a like a fake documentary about two monkeys from rival groups oh. that fall in love. Oh, that's uh, very the sweet. punk, the punk, mm-hmm. which is a 1990s film, um, which is about a young middle class girl that falls in love with a punk. Hell yeah, <laughs> which we love. Um, and there's also uh, Romeo X Juliet, which is a short anime miniseries. Good of Romeo and Juliet. You're um, missing out on Romeo and Juliet, there, baby. It's on the list. It's Good. on the list. Don't worry. Camp Rock Two. Camp Rock two. The final jam. Yeah, my um, favourite film. <laughs> Nomeo and Juliet, which of honestly course. is an incredible adaptation. I think I think everyone should enjoy it. Uh, Little Italy, which Kate and I have both <gasps> watched. I is, love Little Italy. It's about rival pizzerias it's and great. it's perfect. It's Hayden Christensen. It's so fun. <laughs> it's like genuinely just a really fun I love it. It's film. garbage. It's, it's just great. silly and funny. And like in it, like the families are at war, but it's just the guys, the two mums that live next door to each other are actually good friends. And it's really cute. It's such a um, good film. I wish that, well, I wish that like Italians were fantasy creatures so we could do a podcast on them. Because it's oh such a God. good film. I, I love that. Little Italy. <laughs> yeah, so funny. I love this. Um, there's also, uh, there was also, there's more than one Little Italy style um uh, adaptation. There's Pizza My Heart, which is a made-for-TV <gasps> yes. comedy in which the son of a pizza-making family in New York City falls in love with the daughter of the family's great rival, which is very cute. Um, there's also um, Rome and Juliet, which is a 2007 miniseries, which is um, about two girls that work at a rival coffee house and tea shop that Aww. fall in love. Aww. Very cute. Um, and there's also my personal favourite... <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, sealed with a kiss. Oh, hell which yeah. is, um, it's a fake documentary about seals that fall in love. Oh, I can't cope with it. That's it's so, so cute. cute. There's also like a load of really good, really cool sounding Bollywood movies. There's quite a few actually, um, uh, gay adaptations of Romeo and Juliet, but they seem to be more Malima. Mm. love stories than Willowa the only Willowa one that I could find was um, Rome and Juliet mm. um, still great we love we love seeing an adaptation um, there's also quite a lot of like race based ones as well mm. um, yeah there's just quite a lot of ones about um, different people from different races or from different uh, religions falling yeah. in love which yeah, I think is good. I think that's the thing is that like with Romeo and Juliet you know it's the family rivalry which means that we can't be together but I think yeah. you know when you add another element of like persecution for example if you do make it into a gay love story there's even more reason why they can't be together yeah. and while you know like I do think that you know gay people deserve wonderful wonderful love stories you know some people like to write tragic love stories and I think this it's a great basis for one yeah especially we deserve for a lot of the all times stories when, 
we do deserve all stories and you know especially in the time where a lot of them were made like there was one that was made like in the 1980s and obviously if you can imagine what a time it was to be a gay man in the 1980s especially mm-hmm. um you know writing a love story about about yourself so yeah it's just yeah, there's so know. so many of them mm. and they all sound so fun and i want to yeah. and i want to watch them all but i think there's also <laughs> Like they cut, there has to be more than this as well. There will I just be. know. I think we could fill a like, podcast with Romeo and Juliet adaptations. Yeah, because I also think that there's, um, well, I mean, permit me if I'm wrong, but mm. I do believe that High School Musical has a little bit of a Romeo oh, and Juliet vibe. Oh, for sure. Yes, it's less families, more like forbidden star crust. But yes, forbidden star crust lovers. Um, there's also, um, <laughs> you know, things like uh, the film. Uh, the musical, sorry, Zombies, mm. um, in which a cheerleader and a zombie fall in love, um, which it's cute. We love to we love to see it. Um, mm. It just, yeah, it's just really fun. I think that because Rome and Juliet is such a um, a massive, like, you know, global phenomenon. Because it, you know, I will say I did mention only, um, uh, you well, US and UK. Western, let's say Western properties in that list. There are tons and tons of other, um, yeah. like of other countries that have made um their own yeah um, for sure things. I think there's one like there's a Yugoslavia one, there's Czechoslovakian, you know, there's Spanish ones. Mm-hmm. What's from Canada? Ooh. I don't know if that's a thing. Although I realized this the other day, there are so many shows that are produced in Canada, and I just didn't realize. Because mm-hmm. like something something like Toronto looks like you not New York. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, that is to say, there are so so many adaptations of Romeo and Juliet, mm. and you know what? You should t- tell us your favorite Romeo and Juliet adaptation, please. Yeah, everyone's gonna have one. Genuinely, my favorite is probably um, Romeo and Juliet. I think it's wonderful. Yes, very All warm bodies. You know, I think they're very <laughs> I love- good. Mm. But, you know, maybe I'll watch a load on this list and I'll find a new favourite. Which one's your favourite, Katie? Oh, I don't know, right? Because I love the uh, the Baz Luhrmann. It's not an adaptation. It's just like a straight oh, film adaptation of it. But I love it. <laughs> so maybe that one. Oh, or I have a soft so spot good. for Camp Rock 2, the final jam. <laughs> to the final jam. Honestly, <laughs> listeners, if you've not seen the Baz Luhrmann version of Romeo and Juliet, I would yeah. absolutely recommend watching it. Because if you've ever... And, like, I don't mean to... Th- I don't say this mm. to denigrate our audience because, like, I got this as well. If you've ever read Shakespeare and been like, I don't get it, mm-hmm. I would absolutely recommend watching the Battle of Lemon version yes. because you're just seeing it like as Shakespeare would have wanted. Or mm. alternatively, I know this is like a mm, thing to say, I would also recommend going and seeing some Shakespeare live. Mm, um, or sure. alternatively, do what me and my friends did where we created a Shakespeare reading group and we'd read plays together and suddenly you get the jokes. Mm. Some things you have to hear out loud. Definitely. But anyway, I would really recommend, if you're in London, the Globe does standing tickets for like a fiver yeah so, it's very cheap you know it is standing though so like be warned wear comfy mm. shoes but you know mm. but if uh, you what more accessible option watch the Baz Luhrmann adaptation yeah. of Romeo and Juliet it is incredible if you're a rom-com fiend I recommend Letters to Juliet as well it's so good if you're a rom-com fiend you really like bold costume choices Mm. and you know you you like a young Leonardo DiCaprio who does not young... is it Claire Danes I can't remember I'm, I'm gonna say it's Claire Danes and if it's not someone correct me 
It is Claire Danes, correct. Yeah, hell yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, Delicious. that's my law. I love We've it. We've talked zombies. We've law. talked love. Yeah, while we're on the topic of love, uh, date or stake these zombies, live. Date. They're so yeah, cute. Yeah, date for sure. Nice. But what about date the bonies? Sh- <laughs> oh, we're going to stake them. They yeah. don't have any skin. Mm-hmm. It's nasty. Absolutely. Nasty, nasty. <laughs> Can I just say, I hate that this starts with like, all of London under quarantine, 78% infected. I was like, God, oh right. no, <laughs> ah, this is familiar oh, and I hate it. <laughs> don't. It's like, so basically, the British government basically decided that COVID doesn't exist anymore. It just doesn't exist. Nope. Um, We're all that's going really well it's for us. If you're in the US, you can probably, you know, commiserate. I don't think not, many places just... are having a great time right now, to be honest. No, actually, you know what? You're right. You're right. Let's not let's not play the who has the worst government game. Mostly just because, yeah. you know, it's unfair to countries that aren't us. Um, mm. Don't get political on the podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, and it always cracked me up as well when she like has that beer on the plane it's a corona and i was like this is all too close to home i know <laughs> let me enjoy so zombie much. media again i can't do it i don't want to hear about a virus just show me a love story exactly it's like that's the thing is that like i have to like i've been watching i zombie and like to be fair i zombie with zombieism is transmitted in very specific ways but there's a bit where they're like it's a highly contagious virus and like if we don't do this it's gonna spread and infect the whole world and i'm like oh mm. no i can't oh no i can't do this right now don't know <laughs> hate that yeah no more <laughs> no more which is annoying because I, I, you know, I do love zombie films, but they always have yeah. to open with a this many people infected. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, Katie, can you give me yes. some fandom phenomenons, please? Yeah. So the fandom for Warm Bodies is so interesting. You know what? There's not a single fanfic for the movie. What? Um, version, right? There's uh, eleven for the fi- uh, for the book on fanfiction.net, but. That's it. And I couldn't even find it on AO3, which is insane. But don't worry, because Tumblr is always there. It's a great time on Tumblr. People are still into it. A lot of people talk about what they do during the apocalypse and stuff. But, like, yeah, the fandom is, like, it seemed like it had, like, a small cult following that all, like, knew each other, which is nice. I saw some really fun cosplayers that have really good, like, really accurate costumes. Like, no one's half-assing it. It's, like, very much done. It's very fun. I would love to run into a Warm Bodies cosplayer. Hell yeah. So fun. <laughs> I think that would be fun. I mean, it's a fairly simple cosplay to do as well. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, every review on Letterboxd is like, uh, is it bad that I think that Nicholas Holt is a zombie? Could get it. And I'm like, mm, no, I understand. He's hot. I'll <laughs> he say it, you know what, he's hot as a zombie. He um, is. So this, uh, I think, I, I have a confession. Um, mm-hmm. This week, the fandom phenomenons are coming from inside the house. Um, <laughs> Please so tell us this, about your life. This movie was what like kicked off me really liking Nicholas Holt when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, which is so fun. Um, <laughs> but so I bought a magazine when I was like, God, I was like 11 or 12, um, specifically because it said it had an interview and a poster of him uh, mm-hmm. in it. And um, in the interview, I mean, I got my poster, obviously, and then I was reading the interview and basically in the interview, they were like asking him because he'd just done warm bodies and they were like, oh, like, what was it like being a zombie? And he was like, oh, like the makeup was really fun. But um, to make the brains, so the brains in warm bodies are made out of 
peach jelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said the texture was awful. Oof, also, yeah. during the scene where he's supposed to be uh, eating up uh, Dave Franco, uh, he said that it was like a mannequin head with a wig on and he got a load yeah. of the hair in his mouth but just had to keep chewing. Yeah. <laughs> and he Hate said that. it was awful. And honestly, I just, like, that's just stuck with me because I was like, good God, can you imagine? Like, just... Oof. Wig hair Mouthful in your mouth. Coal jelly and wig Ooh, hair. No, no, no one wants no. that. I hate that. No one wants that. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> so what do you think, like, overall of this film? Do you think it's trying to give us, like, a moral message? I know especially a lot of the, like, the teen skewed, like, romances are trying to, like, give mm. you a weird religious message. I don't think this one is. I think it's just giving, like, oh, I, I think, think we talked about it before. There's, like... There's like a there's like a mental health like a not giving up on people message which is nice. Mm, um, for the sure. The premise is a little weird to the point where like these teenagers yeah. in love kind of convince the zombies like that they cannot be zombies anymore. But like the love of a father could not do that, and this father tries to eat his son. And I was like, ah, yeah, okay. I that really odd. <laughs> That's the one thing that to be was fair, like a sticking though, point for me. Yeah. To be. F- to be fair, like, and I know this is a thing. So basically, Perry's dad uh, gets sent to zombie. He sees his dad, and then his dad tries to just straight up attack him. So I was thinking about this, mm. and whilst um, I agree, it's a bit weird where it's like, oh, platonic love couldn't do it, but platonic love does work because the platonic love that M has for R, yeah, is what kind of pulls him out. Mm. What I was thinking was is that I'm thinking that Perry's dad, because he was a soldier. Yeah, and because that's true. he'd lost ev- like his whole community, I think he may have like fallen into zombieism faster than others. Like with R, you know, he still has a friend. He collects things. He has like these things that's linking him to his humanity. Yeah. Whereas I think part from the reasons why some people decay like into zombies quicker might be because like they don't have that link to the outside world. And for him, he's mm. just like, this is it. I've lost my son. I've lost my whole community, and I'm now the thing that everyone hates. Like I feel like he would have given up on it more because and i don't wow that sucks for perry he's like "Hmm, these teens in love could fix it but my dad could not which sucks i know (laughs) it does suck for perry um but he's dead i don't know if yeah (laughs) i don't know if it is intentional in the film but also perry's dad did look to be like more decayed than a lot of the other zombies so like maybe it's that maybe if he'd just been gone he probably he might have recognized him Mm. but yeah i do think you're right but then also it does kind of have like while it's like, yeah, romantic love seems are, there is also like a hint of like platonic love and also just the love of like a community. Yeah, that's working so nice. together Definitely. also helps people pull people out of it. Like, you know, half the zombies that are there at the end, like they're really cute. I love them. I've yeah. never seen them before in my life. No. Um, but they're, they're just all kind of like help. shown that you can be different. Uh, and they're like, oh, okay. yeah. Which is nice. And they're like, they're okay. like shown a way it's out. like, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like someone gives them a helping hand and if that helping mm. hand is M on a Zamboni running a guy <laughs> over, then yes, very that's the help you need. <laughs> I do believe at the end of the book, R and Juliet um, have gold eyes and it's implied that they've become something more than human, Ooh. which is a fun aspect. Fun. In this, they just become, yeah. R just becomes human. I would be interested in reading the book um just want to see how different it is from the movie but i think like yeah i think it's like a little shaky on the execution but i will say i think a lot of films where they're trying to do and this is our interpretation of it but i think a lot of films Mm -hmm. when they do have like 
a mental health aspect i do think a lot of films are quite shaky in pulling it yeah. off yeah i think just because it's such a complex topic and i think that like while you know it's a little dangerous to be like oh you know love conquers all blah 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 you need as a romantic partner um they don't they don't wholly go all in on that but like i think it's kind mm-hmm. of dangerous to have that but you know at the end of the day it is a romeo and juliet love story and yeah they don't have the romance in there somewhere and if it didn't end with him turning into a human it was gonna have to end with her shooting him in the face and i don't want to contemplate that you know yeah. <laughs> like that there's there's two ways this movie can end and i'm glad i ended the fun way definitely yes <laughs> What do you think, though? What do you think, like, the message kind of is? Yeah, I think it's, like, I don't know. I think it's mostly about, like, being shown, like, that there's a way out of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, also, yeah, I think the community point is really nice. I also think they just, like, Mm -hmm. I think think the introductory thing was, like, haha, what if we, like, make Twilight but zombies? Because zombies Zombies. aren't hot, but they are. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Surprise. Like, that's kind of the premise. And then I think it just kind of grew into, like, a... We can fix everything vibe, which is nice. Yeah. And I like that it was like, a this is how like you can hold on to your humanity, even though it's, you're being told mm. that it's impossible to do it. Because R definitely does it yeah. like, through, as we said, his little like collections and everything like that. So I think it's really nice. It's a nice, I don't yeah. think, I think it's a messy message. And I don't think it's like a straightforward yes. one. I think zombie ones also are confused because they like, they want to mimic like kind of actual diseases and stuff like that because we've like, experienced like pandemics and stuff and, yeah like, but then also they don't want to do that but they want to do it a little bit <laughs> that's like how you yeah. get that like, news flash at the beginning because you need like a premise yeah. for why there's zombies but then um a premise for like why no one is working on a cure as well it's a weird one if it's like yeah a disease and it's weird that it's a disease but then it just doesn't become a disease anymore it just becomes people eating each other like how yeah. else does the disease like, spread? If we contained the zom- like the first ten zombies, we would be fine, you know. So yeah, I think it's an interesting one. I think that that is one of the things with zombie media, where like you know, I think it can tend to not get fully thought out. There's one of my favorite pieces of zombie media, which is a book. It's called mm. After the Cure, and it is literally about like after a zombie apocalypse, after it's been cured, about like the fallout from that. Yeah. So you have, um, and it's about the trial for the guy that invented the zombie virus, and mm. um, basically determining whether or not it was like a crime against humanity or not, whether it was like Ooh. a lab accident. It's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I won't spoil it, um, but p- the entire premise is that there's these two lawyers working for the prosecution. One is a human and one is an ex-zombie. And, like, part of being an ex-zombie is that you look different, like, for the rest of your life, basically. Like, you always will look, like, a little grey and a little skinnier than, like, like, you know, regular humans. Which I think, again, is interesting because it does look at the aspect of people discriminating against ex-zombies and things like that. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really interesting. And I like the way it looks at it because I will say, like... For example, in Zombieland, we are basically supposed to believe that the entire world is zombies, except for, like, three or four people left over. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if that's true, the zombies would die out. Yeah, because like, they need no to eat. Way. Yeah. They need to eat. They just they just die out. Like, mm-hmm. Unless they start know. getting, just... like, zombie raccoons and stuff. They start just eating animals, too. Yeah, if, yeah unless you start doing zombie raccoons. But, like, yeah, I think... I think that's the my only, like... I, I love Zombieland, by the way. It's one of my favourite films. But I mm. will say, like, one of the things that gets me about that film is, like, how deserted everything is supposed to be and everything is just zombies. And I'm like, well, they wouldn't survive. Mm. 
Yeah. Like, maybe people do a zombie land watch. That'd be fun. I've never seen it. <gasps> You've not? Oh my god, it's my favorite. Zombie land two is really good. It's got Zo- zombie land two is so good. It's got Zoe Duch in it. Oh, I love that. Okay, we'll we do some do, episodes do between, like between, so we haven't done like zombies back to back. But we'll come back. And yeah, we'll do <laughs> a zombie land episode in a few months. That would yes. be so fun. I love Zombieland. It's so good. It is a romance as well. So <gasps> Lovely. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Fits in with yeah. our theme. Fits in with our vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that pretty much oh. takes us into our peaks and pits. And I'd say that my pit is definitely like the like the premise or whatever kind of like messagey thing they're like half tiptoeing around. I don't think is super thought out. I think it's fine. But like mm. not the best. Like it could have done it like with a couple of like nailing it down. I think. What would you say your pit was? Um, do I have a pit? Oh, I'm honestly, I really didn't like Julie's dad in this. I thought he was bad at acting. Mm. That's me. <laughs> Fair enough. I just, well, like I don't know. That he'd just say things, and it just it sounded really flat, and it did yeah. like kind of take me out of it. Like mm. he's supposed to be like this really like big scary commander guy, and I just didn't get those vibes from him at all. Yeah, I cannot remember the guy who plays. Julie's dad. Uh, John Malkovich. Apologies. I think. I think it's John Malkovich. Oh no, he's like proper famous, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Anyway, I'm not taking it back. He's. I'm not taking it back. He's not good in this film. I'm sure no, he's wonderful fine. in other films. He does a lot of like um, spy thriller action things. I can see that. I just don't see yeah. him as like a general. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like it should. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Let me see. I'm just gonna see if if I've seen any of the movies that he's in because I feel like I haven't, except for. Um, I mean, he's been Johnny English since when? Yeah, probably seen him in that. Um, anyway, so I've oh, I didn't realize he's a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as well. He's in anyway, loads of stuff. Yeah, I'm, no, I agree. Like, it's not his best role for sure. He's lovely <laughs> in other things, but in this, I just don't think he was the right choice for the role. Yeah, mostly because he's quite he's quite a soft-spoken guy but he, mm. they're trying to make him say all these like really angry very powerful like forceful lines being yeah. like you're never leaving this city again kind of thing and i just i don't know he didn't seem that angry yeah it's kind of like definitely <laughs> anyway john malkovich overall i'm sure he's a great person mm. however was not a huge fan of him in this movie no. sorry <laughs> what was your peak then let's end it on a good note oh my peak is that love saves the day amazing <laughs> love that <laughs> and like not just regular platonic love as well i will actually say the bit at the end with the zombie um just well ex-zombie sorry they've been cured mm. um just standing in the sunlight yeah um really it, it you know it made me tear up a bit because i was like oh that's really sweet you know because mm. actually you know what i think sometimes we can all take some time to learn to be human yeah a bit better. so true so oh appreciate but... all things <laughs> yeah You're i welcome. think what was your peak I think my peak was the classic 2010s film movie like makeover montage, except he's a zombie. Yes. So it's like very silly and it's very much like not making fun of it, but it's like parody esque. Like yeah, it's putting parody. all this makeup it's on fun. him, like trying to give him they bronzer. They start playing Pretty Woman. It's, yeah, it's so good. It's so like campy. It's really fun. <laughs> it's really fun. So, yeah, they stop playing Pretty Woman and then she's like, ugh, turn it off. And she's like, ha, fine, I was just being funny. And it's cute and like, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Um, huge fan of, you know, makeup scenes. So I think they're fun and silly. So fun. Um, if any film has a makeup scene, I instantly enjoy it at least 10% more. So even yes. though um, 365 Days, don't recommend it, not a good film. Uh, terrible film. 
does have maybe seven makeover montages, which is so fun. <laughs> I got halfway through that film and gave up. I also yeah, fell fair asleep enough. watching it. Yeah, absolutely. It so Not much. a good film. <laughs> it was during the yacht scene because it went on for like oh. 15 minutes and I was like, I'm bored of this. No, awful. Yeah, I don't recommend it. But <laughs> terrible, terrible film. So, so Liv, did you have any preferences for what film you want to watch next time? Oh, oh I can't I can't remember our list. God damn. I have an idea. Some vampires on there. I would what? really like to do um, Red Riding Hood 2011. It's got Amanda yes. Seyfried in it. It's, it's directed by yes. Catherine Hardwick, Love of My Life, director of the first Twilight film. Yes. And it was, like, other than Twilight, it was my favourite, like, paranormal romancy thing it's got massive twilight vibes i think it would be a fun one hell yeah let's do it hell i yeah. cannot wait excellent 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 join us next time for brad Riding hood 2011 <laughs> that's your homework go and watch hell it yes. you won't regret it that's your it's homework. so fun <laughs> and let us know oh your favorite God. romeo and julia adaptation we're midnight fun pod and your everywhere. favorite zombie movie and your favorite zombie movie and your favorite silly little thing that zombie movies do like so this yeah. one is that you eat the brains for the memories we love when zombies have a little thing a little thing we love it <laughs> it's okay, so fun so, okay have a great morning afternoon evening if you want to follow us on social media we are at midnight fun everywhere twitter tumblr instagram if you have a longer comment or like recommendations you want to send us we are midnightfunpod at gmail.com send us a little email if you fancy if you're listening to this on you know apple Podcasts or anything like that give us a cheeky rate give us a little review yeah give us a little review they definitely help out and we would love to hear what you think about anything yeah unless it's mean in which case we don't need to hear it (laughs) keep it to yourself Uh, (laughs) uh we also have a uh, coffee if you know if you fancy sending us a little bit of money our way um that would be nice of you so um we're coffee.com which is ko-fi.com slash midnight fun so you know if you fancy not obligated but if you fancy sending us a little little contribution that would be lovely also we also have a red bubble i believe it is redbubble.com slash midnight fun Midnight Fun Pod, literally everywhere. I've got a little Midnight pod on the end pod. so that you know that it's us. <laughs> you know that it's us. Yeah. Ciao. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, have a great morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Midnight Fun is an independent podcast hosted by two girls with an internet connection. Our intro and outro is loved and respected by Rose Assety of Loyalty Freak Music. Neither Katie nor Liv are associated with any of the media or intellectual property discussed on the podcast. All views are their own. And remember, vampires make terrible boyfriends.